I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've, I've just sworn at the whole North Bank. 8,000 people who don't know I'm a Wolves fan. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, a weekly podcast from Mundar magazine that wears its socks low, its shorts short and loves an unnecessary backheel. Here are what some of our fans think about us and our archive of timeless episodes that you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts from. Here's a nice review from the US of A. Mundar manages to articulate the beautiful obsession we all have for football, digging up the gems from football's forgotten stories, players, matches and moments and then polishing them into evergreen episodes you can listen to more than once. Bloody hell. I buy the mag when I'm able to afford it. We know postage is, is, is hard to the US, so thank you for doing that. But the pod is the perfect reminder of why supporting DIY brands makes football culture better. And that is Kim Bobo 722 via Apple Podcasts, United States of America. Nice one, Kim Bobo. There, there we go. Um, That's a lovely review. This one is by Bombilla53. Good yeah. name, via Apple Podcasts. Easily the best football podcast out there. The lack of XG talk and pure nostalgia is perfect. Even if I'm still waiting for Michael Brown's volley versus Sheffield Wednesday to be included on the Volleywood Walk of Fame. Keep going, lads. Top stuff. Thank you very much. If this is your first time, these are real reviews. You can go and have a look. People are leaving them. People are liking it. People are telling us. People are DMing us. People are stopping us in the street. Well, Seb on the tube, but <laughs> yeah. it's a start. It's a start. They keep stopping Tommy on the street because he started busking. <laughs> Just fucking shut up, mate. Just fucking shut up. What? I got stopped in the cafe yesterday when I was working. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lad came over and he was on a date as well. <gasps> oh, and he came over and said, oh, he was Sky So He's like, you're right. I love the podcast, love, love the work. Love yeah, I, get, I gave him a free magazine that I had in my bag. Yeah, what a strange lie to tell. So, <laughs> I'm your host, Mundale Editorial Director Owen Blackhurst, and I am representing for the gangsters all across the world. <laughs> Joining me on the 24th anniversary of Dr. Dre releasing 2001 The Chronic. Still. Ah, uh, producer yeah. Tommy Stewart hitting the corners in The Lolo's Girl. Still. Mundale features editor James Bird, who is still taking his time to perfect the beat. Still. Yeah. And over there, finally, the man who still has love for the streets. It's the SEB. It's <laughs> the motherfucking right SEB. <laughs> Mundial co-founder and the heartbeat of the show, Sebastian Dennis White. Yes, I see there's a script note here. James wants to talk about a secret museum in Naples. We won't be doing that. Um, this is reminding you why you love football. We are a 4.8 on Apple, five-star on Spotify, um, part of the ACAST Creator Network. One, the only football show on the ACAST Creator Network that won't invite Wayne Lineker to its live gigs and then wonder what all the fuss is about. <laughs> we will not be doing that. Boo. We will not. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said when he looked out in the crowd. Yeah, Wayne Lineker in his new face. However, um, today we should quickly run around the shirts. I know for those of you who can't see these, it's annoying. So on this day in a long time ago, 1996, diminutive Italian magician Gianfranco Zola made his debut for Chelsea and 
Tommy's got a lovely uh, Italy home shirt on. He looks a bit like a young Spalletti. Seb's wearing a rugby shirt because he's from uh, West London and votes Conservative. <laughs> um, Just to clarify, um, I don't vote Conservative, please. I don't want this. No. James Not Bird true. is wearing the classic, the classic red Napoli away, where uh, Zola was famously an understudy to Diego Maradona, who helped him with his free kicks, etc., etc. And... Um, I've got Palmer on for what seems like about the fourth time. Um, but then I suppose I am the big cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get on with the show? Yes, let's get on. First up today, as always at the moment, we will change things up. First up today is Adventures in Clubland and the man to my right, my right-hand man, um, the wart on my arse, James <laughs> Paul... Ah. Christian Bird, and he's going to take us for for once. <laughs> James is going to take us to um, the West Midlands. Oh, Tommy, oh yeah, you got the wolf button. Yeah, that wolf button. It's a goal, and we are going to <laughs> Wolverhampton 2003. Newly promoted Wolves struggling. We're struggling in Premier League. Irwin. Did well in the championship, not doing as well now. Paul Ince, not doing as well now. Oh, it was fucking Hoddle's dad's army, wasn't it? Uh, it was post Hoddle, but it, he it bought... was Dave Jones. But the, those players, Doritos on the shirt. He Doritos bought Irwin and Ince in, didn't he? Yeah. The Hoddler, yeah. yeah. The Hoddler. Jody Craddock at the back. Some very, very experienced players um, who have played in in the Premier League and in British football for a long, long time. And we go up, and, and frankly, we're not good enough. We're, we're, we're simply not good enough. We have a, we have a dreadful start to the campaign. Uh, and things, really, they, they, they never improve. But we do sign a man called Henri Kamara. Um, he's from, he comes from a French club called Sedan. Wolf sign Henri Kamara, one and a half million pounds. He's, oh, fairly, un, he's, he's, he's fairly unknown, really, at this point. He's played for, played for Senegal, but, mm. you know... I certainly didn't know about him. And it's in that period where social media isn't a big, big thing. You find out most of your news from the, the local newspaper, the Express and Star. And we Gl- signed, glory days, some might say. Maybe, maybe glory a days. Be- a better time. At least there was more mystery about things. Oh, yeah. so, so, so when you sign a player from a club you've never heard of, mm. it's... It's exciting and and you can't wait to see them in the flesh. You can't see mm. you can't wait to see them touch the ball and see how they run and see what they look like. And Henri Kamara is absolutely electric. He is wonderful on the ball. Every time he takes a touch, he's running forward with it. He he attacks defenders. He attacks space. Um, he's got. One sort of white sweatband on one wrist and a Senegal sweatband on the other. He represents something that I haven't really seen at the Modern mm. U before. And so it's very exciting. But he just can't score. <laughs> he misses so many chances. It reminds me a bit of Patrick Bamford at Leeds, where you're sort of you really, really yearning for, for, for Bamford to score and to do well. And he gets so many different styles of chances. Headers on the six-yard box, one's on, one-on-ones, mm. crosses come across to his feet, scuffs it, they go wide. And Henri Kamara would make most of these chances for himself. Diego Forlan at United, that was another one. Yeah, fine. Always, Always in the right positions, just it was it was clearly something mental. I yeah. Think. Always in the right positions, Forlan, often facing the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> 
So Henri Kamara represented oh. something of mystery. He comes, he starts playing really, really well in a, in a team that's doing really, really badly. Anyway, we have a game against Leicester. Now, this is a very, very famous game. I think it's in the March. Um, and Wolves go 3-0 down. We're 3-0 down at half-time. I was there. I was stood in the North Bank uh, behind the goals. that um, All three goals that Leicester scored were, were in, were in oh. that goal. Anyway, at half-time, and, and uh, again, Kamara's been playing well. When he gets the boys, he's been playing well. At half-time, Dave Jones brings on another sort of mystery signing in Hassan Kashlul. Oh, yeah. A, who, great, a great name from the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm enjoying yeah. this. Come on, so yeah. I think he only, he only plays four times for Wolves Kashlul. Anyway... Half-time, Dave Jones has said something and we start pulling <laughs> goals back. Colin Cameron scores, Alex Ray scores. And by the time we get to the sort of 84th minute, we're, we're just three all. We, we, we've, oh. we've come back. And there's that feeling that you get. And I've only experienced it a couple of times where you, you do feel like you are sucking the ball towards yeah, yeah. the goal oh, that you are yeah. behind. And you do believe that, that you in the crowd, as an individual and as part of something bigger, that you're making a fucking difference. You are, though. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. like you're making you a difference. You know, the, the, shot, the shots that the players are taking look harder. They look more accurate into mm. the corners. Anyway, Henri Kamara, a ball comes in. I think, I think the ball's from Dennis Irwin, actually. Across the six-yard box. Again, he's missed three or four chances in this oh. game. And the ball just bobbles in off his knee and ends up in the back of the net. And I'm, in, I'm behind the North Bank and we go ballistic. You know, it's his first Old goal. 12 Yeah, 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken him 23 games. 20, this, this, this is his first goal? Yeah. The, first a winner goal. in a 4-3? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. After 23 games. Of 23 games. Oh. It, just, it just bumbles in off his knee. Utopia. But by he's, this point, I imagine, because he's a very exciting player, and he's had some travails in front of goals, but he's probably the bright point in what isn't a great season yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So the fans are even willing even more. Yeah, so it absolutely. must have been an absolute fucking cauldron and by this point of yeah. like everyone's just imagine that. Imagine okay, let's say ninety eight percent of the people in the stadium, forget the Leicester fans, are willing to score. And then there's the two percent who'd be like, He's fucking shit, he shouldn't yeah, yeah, be here yeah, in yeah. the first place. But the majority, because of the sit the context of the situation, the rest of the team are really shit. Yeah. And he's He's the one bright point. God, can you imagine, can you imagine being him? Because oh. there's that one thing of you fucking love the support and it's like they're willing me to do yeah. well. But the other bit of oh, he keeps missing and he keeps missing yeah. and the pressure and the pressure. And well, the, the, and the other sort of side of that is his teammates as well. The relief and the joy that they feel because they're with him on the training pitch every day when he's yeah. missing, the, you know, he's missing these chances in the games. They're with, you know, they're, they're spending their life with this player. So. That sort of catalyzed the end of his season. And we do go down, but he, he ends up scoring, I think, uh, seven more goals. He scores five goals in a row. He scores five, oh, five goals in consecutive Brilliant. games. He, I think he wins goal of the month for a goal that he scores against, against Middlesbrough, sort yeah. of like a brilliant sort of swivelling volley. He scores a 25-30 yarder against Everton where he just lashes it into the top yeah. corner. So Wolves fans go from being frustrated but supportive to you know sort of deeply in love with this player who starts scoring goals in terrible season. But it does, it does switch. It does switch because at the end of the season, Henri Kamara, he's he starts to begin to look towards the next season. He doesn't want to play in the championship. He starts to force a move. I believe that he refused to train. DJ, uh, DJ's playing the last song. He's trying to get to the cloakroom quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think I think that um, I mean I remember the Express and Star printed a full page bleed, double page spread yeah. of the Senegalese flag for people to put in their windows across wow, Wolverhampton to get him to stay. 
He ends up going to Celtic. We, we, he, it was a British loan record fee, one and a half million pounds. He goes there for a year and doesn't do that well. Then he has periods yeah. at Southampton, Wigan. And I think towards the end of, I think he played until he was 40. Yeah. But wow. towards the end of his career, he played for about seven different Greek clubs. And I think there is a lot of animosity from Wolves fans um, now, definitely. I think they look back on that period of him being at Wolves very, very differently because mm. of the way that he looked to move. And, you know, but, as fans, you don't really know what's going on, do you? Obviously, he's got an agent. His agent was was Willie McKay. He's oh, going to be, yeah. you know, he's going to be pulling strings. Yeah. And I, I think that fans can become yeah, yeah. very angry very quickly towards a player who wants to move when you don't actually know the reasons. But it's like the Fernando Torres with 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 Liverpool. Mm. You know, he didn't, without going into it too much. I don't think he ever truly wanted to leave, but had been told a lot. Yeah. The club was in a bit of a mess at the time and he'd been told a lot they were going to bring in other players, but it was finally healed. He went back and played in a um, testimonial game for someone or a charity game yeah. and yeah. Um, the cop did, we're going to bounce in a minute, we're going to bounce in a minute and then the sang his armband was, you know, oh. his armband was, yeah. red, you know, you know. The yeah, 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 yeah. Kamara hasn't got that, has he? No, Kamara does not have that. I mean, he, he won... A, the, a dirty word in the West Midlands. Yeah, he won the fans player <laughs> of the year as well that season. So you can sort of see how quickly the mood changed from being ecstatic for this sort of exciting, mysterious player who arrived, looked cool, had his collar up, had his sweatbands on, was brilliant on the ball, useless in front of goal, but then scored a very important goal and scored lots more to then sort of, yeah, becoming the, the figure of animosity. Kamara, did he play many times for Senegal? Yeah, I think he played. I think he played ninety nine times. He played no two World Cup. I think played in that the two thousand two. Scored scored two goals. He did ninety nine. Yeah. He'd play one more. Love that you? team. Yeah, I think he scored about thirty goals for yeah. for Senegal. I love that team. That O two yeah. World Cup team. Um, yeah, but sullied by Juve's behaviour. Hundred percent. True. Oh, wow. I once um, had yeah. uh, an, uh, not an altercation, but a meeting with El Adjidu in um, Radisson. Yeah, I don't know this one. In the Radisson in Manchester, it's when um, we were doing some contract publishing work for Rio Ferdinand in a, in a different life, and we, was having, we were having dinner with Rio, and, and El Adjidu was in there in a gold lame tracksuit. <laughs> And he was just being a bit of a bellend. And fair play to Rio, he just fucking rinsed him. Did he? Did he? Did he? Yeah. Rio. Rio. Yeah. It's an interesting one, really, because like having spent a bit of time working uh, with Rio, um, I got on really well with him. I know. saw I saw him I saw him do one of those uh your perfect footballer videos the other day with, with Yarni. And uh, oh, yeah, uh yeah. he picks Redondo as his left footed player. He knows ball. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. no, he, he does. Really... Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he strikes me as a quite intelligent guy, really. Yeah, definitely. Especially about football. That Mickey Rourke interview I talked about the other week, that was yeah. for that magazine. We interviewed um, 50 Cent on top of, in the in the penthouse of a um, hotel through Tyrone's brother from Snatch. You know, the big, yes. big fella Tyrone yeah, Snatch. Yeah. The, he, was the, he was the same one. He was like a bodyguard for the stars. His twin brother who looks exactly the same. Class. 50 Cent punched the photographer in the stomach, touching, <laughs> touching his jacket. And rightly so, he warned him. Did he? Did he? <laughs> he said, don't touch my jacket. And Steve... Signalled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve, the photographer, is quite forward. Steve was the uh, launch creative director on Loaded and a celebrity photographer. Um, and he said, don't touch my jacket again. He touched his jacket again. He just it fucking hit, him in, hit him in the bread basket. It was a good dig, yeah. The thing. Because you're listening to this brilliant podcast. Well, we pretty much do the same thing, but in a magazine format. We've been doing it since 2014. We're up to issue 27 now, and that is our latest issue that's come out. And yeah. it's all that's called the cult issue. It's a hundred pages of global football magic. It's full, full of great stuff. And 
The magazine comes out four times a year. Where have they got to go, Tommy? Where have they got to go if they want this? They've got to go to mondaylmag.com, Seb. That's where it Simple all is. Simple as that. Simple, Simple as, that. as that. You've used the internet before, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> you're probably using the internet now by yeah. listening to this. So, mondaylmag.com or follow the link in the show description. We'll even put it in the show description. This is 101 Things to Do in Football Before You Die. And today I'm going to talk about something we did do in the mag a while ago, but I think I'd like everyone to talk about this because it's a lot of fun. And today's 101 Things is flicking the V at opposition supporters. Now, I want to get this out of the way first. We are not talking about the finger. We are not giving anyone the finger. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with flipping the bird at times. Show us your finger. Get yours out. (laughs) (laughs) To to those listening, (laughs) Seb's middle finger is fucking gigantic. Look at this. Look at the damage that could do. Bloody hell. Honestly, we could get some injection moulds of that made and sell them as sexual devices. (laughs) You could. You could. If you know, sometimes I'll I'll get James to come out from under his headphones at work and just give him the finger. (laughs) Because we're juvenile and we're still at school when we're in the office. But but flicking the V, and I'm on about I think I wrote about it in the mag. They'll be singing something or you'll have gone a gold down or there's been something yeah. going on and you, but the crowd might murmur. And my favourite time to do it is not when everyone's doing it, but I like yeah. to stand up. Yeah. Be seen. Be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get, start right down below. Yeah, you yeah. come up, you snap the elbow, but you really at the yeah, last yeah. minute slap the fingers like that. Go on, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on, you fuck off. And sometimes you'll give it the double. The double. Oh, the double. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the time I did it the most was... <laughs> give um... it the double. Yeah, you, that's when you fucking see someone Go giving on, it five. fuck off. Go on, all four fingers. All four fingers. Go on, you fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. off. Fuck really, off. That's the only thing you can say is when you're doing it, fuck, fuck off. off. That as well, isn't it? It's off. flicking yeah. it. You're right. There's a snap of the wrist. Snap yeah, but no, I don't repeatedly Looseness. flick it like that. No, no, no. I'm not Ali G. <laughs> God. No, no, no. It'll be no. It's a bit no, more. No. It's yeah. a snap of the wrist, like you're bowling at cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. I've seen Birdo bowl. Doesn't snap his wrist. Just <laughs> fling. That is true, actually. Like you... took a very important wicket for your cricket team. Actually, last time I played for them. Yeah, oh, yeah. One for fifty-eight off your nine. <laughs> <laughs> Still one. Though. Gave him the send-off as well, didn't Did I? You? Yeah, yeah. Zach was next to me behind the stumps. I was at first slip. I'd never seen Birdo bowl, and he he he, he marked out about a twenty-five yard run up. <laughs> Came hairing in. I've never seen anything so uneconomical in all my life. Zach went, fucking hell, look at this. <laughs> Hair flying, fucking arms, windmilling and stuff like that. But anyway, back to flicking the V. So the, I can remember when I did it the, the most was um, there, there is a famous game at, um, at Anfield when Gary Neville celebrated to the away fans with his, t- with his top off. I think it was John O'Shea, last minute winner. Um, I'd been out in Liverpool the night before and let's just say... I'd had too much ecstasy. (laughs) (laughs) And Oh, that makes me feel sick. Yeah, I'd had about an hour's kip. Staying in quite a nice hotel. I had about an hour's kip. And at the time, Phil Babb was my boss. He owned the magazine I worked for. And 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 Babsy had got me um he used to get me tickets quite often actually, <clears throat> being an ex Liverpool player, but he got me and Sean tickets to Liverpool Man United game. Obviously a difficult game to get tickets to. Uh, me and Sean had been out the night before, twatted, we lost each other. I can't remember a lot about the night. But we like we weren't feeling great for a lunchtime kickoff. Yeah. And we were meant to go up at half time in the gantry to see Redknapp and the Sky Sports lot. But we just couldn't face it. Yeah. We're too fucked. So we'd already fucked. We'd already fucked Redknapp off, and just been a bit rude and not gone up there. And then um, Liverpool had the better of a terse, tense game as they often are. Yeah. And or certainly were then, less so in recent years. But 
it was, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was John O'Shea scored at the death to win 1-0. But I remember Gary Neville, we were sat in the left of the main stand, right next yeah, to yeah, the away yeah, fans, the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you, I, in any football ground, but certainly but I, it's awful sitting next to the away fans because it's all you can hear. Yeah, yeah. God, it was fucking atrocious. And Neville's got his top off and running to the fans. And that's when I remember giving it the most. The double. Yeah. The, double. The, the double. The double, the treble, the, the treble. double. Yeah, well, triple double. Yeah, there's a... I'd got, yeah, I'd have got me cock out if I couldn't wave that at him. <laughs> there was that Newcastle fan, do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Where's oh, my God? No, so it was... Did uh, the windmill? Yeah, it, it was the... Alan San Maximum, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan San Maximum scored and then the Newcastle fan... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just... Got his dick out in helicopter. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and Alan San Maximum quote-tweeted the did, video yeah, of yeah, him. Yeah, he did. What did he, he say? Did. He just moved like the crying emoji yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. It's like when Robert Huth got caught playing cock or no cock on Twitter, wasn't it? And banned by Stoke. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, back to a, a different time back to flicking the V back to flicking um, the V an enjoyable thing to do I love giving it the two fingers and yeah. I, I, I'm only you really on your face as well only really do it at football mm. yeah, I don't car know. sometimes yeah yeah fuck off, fuck off. You ha- fuck yeah. off. sometimes I'll do yeah. a slow one if I've not gone into rage when I'm in the car and yeah, the other yeah, person yeah. I just want to wind them up I will sometimes just look at them and they'll look at me as if yeah. to try and placate me after they've yeah. done something bad and I will just rise up slowly and slowly, give two fingers yeah. like that. Almost, of almost like you're doing the window up. Tommy, we're going to need the wolf howl. Oh! There was there was a man, and I think he still sits there, but in a slightly different seat. A man who sat near near us in the North Bank at Molyneux. And he used to do all sorts of funny stuff to away fans, all sorts of bits and pieces. Anyway. Well, like in Barman. One of, one of his favourite things to do was look to the left and when the away fans were singing, he would pretend to conduct them for the for the duration of their song. So he'd do this. <laughs> Stood up. Down. Everyone else sat down. So, do, yeah, conduct yeah, them. Yeah. And then when their song had finished, he'd just go... Yeah, <laughs> and flip both bees So the not crowd. only by Bad. conducting their song is he going, you dickheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. then finished it. With Finishing the it off with the, with, with the V, and then secondary howl. My my favourite. This is very recently as well, and I've, you all know this story, but I haven't told it on the podcast before. Is uh, very recently working for Wolves and um, <laughs> was on the pitch before before the game. Had the you know official Wolves. Premier League lanyard on, yeah, yeah, so right. I was very clearly in a working capacity. And uh, before the game, sort of just just milling around, waiting for, for for the game to kick off. Really, the players are warming up, and uh, my brother texts me. My brother sat in the north bank. And my brother texts That's me and says, uh, "James, look up at our seats." Yeah. And uh, you know, five minutes before kick off, it's full. There's eight thousand people in that stand, and I look up, and my brother <laughs> is just flicking the V's at me like that. And I momentarily forgot where I was and what I was doing and immediately just flicked in the V's back and then went, oh my God, I've I've just sworn at the whole North Bank. 8,000 people who don't know I'm a Wolves fan but can see that I've got an official Premier League lanyard on. My brother just laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is funny. But I immediately just went, oh my God. A good time to say, um, as of um, the Monday just gone, the documentary uh, we made that James is talking about there, and 1967, When LA Wolves Conquered the USA, is now available on the Wolves YouTube channel, and there'll be links to it on Mundial Social yep. as well, yep. where you can watch it hosted on our website. It's 30 minutes. It would have been on TNT. Some of you may have seen it. It's going to be st- streaming on Discovery. And if you're in the US, you can watch it on NBC Sports YouTube channel as well. Whoa. Well, yeah. well worth Seb. The V's. Um, oh, no, well, it doesn't work for you, does it? Why? Because you can only do V the other way. Like that. Like <laughs> Churchill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Churchill used to do it like that as well. 
This is the thing. Ah, did he? Yeah, because it was seen as an. It became a V for victory like that. Yeah, but then it became a V for victory as defiance. Defiant. We are going to get victory. Oh. That's how it all came about. We will find them on the yeah, terraces. Yeah, yeah. We will find them on the pitch. I did a bit of to get the origin of it. It's widely rumoured that it was all to do with the Hundred Years' War and that they would do, they would do the, art, the British arts. The arches, would do it isn't the French it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Myth. It's a myth. Oh, It's a uh, myth, really? apparently. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's a myth. Hello. Um, so the two fingers, the, as we know it, yeah. has its roots in the, the, the Second World War. Yeah, V for victory, and it all started. God yeah. almighty, this is, yeah, to yeah. you, this is like, yeah. are you all right well, down there? it's main popularity it, because, the because, do you want to know when the first ever recorded instance of it was? I do. Yes. Back in 1901, <laughs> in Rotherham, there are some TV cameras filming outside a factory, and a bloke just goes up to them and gives them the... <laughs> yes. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> Ahead yeah. of his time. That, so, yes. Yeah. So yeah. it was around and it was seen as a defiant thing, but it picked up a hell of a speed during the Second World War and then after V for Victory and then it turned around again. People post-war or the or the young, you know, you know, in the 50s and the 60s when all the kids are coming out of the war and trying to get an, trying to get their own space and they're getting, you know, the defiant Vs is a thing that becomes uh, a thing. Good, and we should carry it on, really, uh, in this country because the finger has become... Yeah. yeah, the red squirrel to the V's grey squirrel, the Very, bird. Oh, well, oh the, what a yeah. great description! The, the, the grey yeah, squirrel, yeah. To the, the grey yeah, squirrel yeah. to the to the V's red. And wanker's squirrel. too punchy, isn't it? Wanker's too punchy. Oh, a, no, I don't mind a slow one. I yeah. realise that's the one I do the most, actually. For some very quick uh, further reading on the V. There is a, probably probably the piece of writing that got me into writing myself is a poem called V by a working class Leeds poet called Tony Harrison. Oh, nice. And the poem is all about Vs, V for verses, V for victory. And he talks about all the sort of contrasting things. Tony Harrison was a working class poet who got, a working class guy who got into grammar school and was teased for his voice. Right. Ah. Uh, they, he talks about how he was always given the, uh, the jester's parts in the Shakespeare readouts when he was in class and stuff like that. So he was oh, a bit right. of a bit of a hero of mine, Tony Harrison. And that poem, V, is incredible. Ooh. And he performed it live on Channel 4 in the 90s. And then it was banned because it was sort of seen as inciting... <gasps> Too it's much discussion. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, fucking yeah. Channel Four as well. But could you could you link me? I, I, I like yeah, the sound of it. Yeah, it's brilliant. See, look, you learn on you learn it, on this podcast. As well. Yeah, well, you know, if there was you know if there was real regional diversity in this country, we wouldn't need to do this podcast. We'd be out there on the bloody airwaves, wouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'd be out where? He um, Lots a chance on your five lives and your six musics <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> ah! When you subscribe to the magazine, you also become a member of Club Mundial which is great, and you get access to exclusive events, hopefully in the very near future, maybe a, a live podcast, Tommy. Oh, a, a live podcast yes, would please. be lovely. If you join Club Mundial, you get discount codes. Do you? No, Mundial merch. Oh. You get exclusive access to subscriber-only merchandise and priority access to merchandise as well. Great. Everything we do, you get the first dibs, shall we say. And you also get a weekly Club Mundial newsletter, which is an extension of our already very good newsletter. If you would like to join Club Mundial, and why wouldn't you after I've told you all those amazing things, go to mundialmag.com. Not only do you get a great magazine, you get all sorts of other things, and it's well, well worth supporting. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Back by popular demand. In a reader survey recently, there was some, um, there was some calls for us not to listen to the polls. Um, we are going to have to stop the polls, actually, as well, because um, Seb called Henrik Larson, Henri Larson on, on Spotify. Didn't... Um, <laughs> Uh, but not people still voted for it anyway. But <laughs> yeah, me included. <laughs> in our reader survey recently, a few people were like, what about so-and-so? And, you know, we miss this. And we like it when you change things up. So we've been, um, we've got a bit sick of Hollywood. The commentary wasn't really working. A few of you told us you didn't like it. We didn't really like it, to be honest. And we can't show the goals. And um, it's it's run its time for yeah. now. Yeah, for now, yeah, yeah. for now. For now, it might be back. Hollywood yeah. might be back. We might think of another way to do it. We've but... given the V's to Hollywood. Oh. oh. Anyway, back by popular demand. <laughs> we, we support this. We support this. We support this now. We support this. We support this now. And for the one person who said less chanting, it's tough fucking luck. <laughs> right, we support these now. Sebastian Tennis White, what's on your lip? What's on your chest? Tell us where we're going, brother. What's on my lip and what's on my chest? Movember. Movember. Oh, what's that then? Well, yeah, 20 years this has been going on for. Did you know this is a 20th year? Well, I did know. Movember. Because James started growing a moustache for the first November <laughs> in 2003. <laughs> And it's 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 just bubbling it's, it's yeah. just bubbling under it's now. Yeah, it was after Henri Kamara scored that goal, actually. <laughs> just bubbling Same under day. now. You've all seen it, haven't you? You've all uh, certainly. I've met... done I've done November a few times. Yeah, yeah, and and you might be thinking, oh, it's still going. Yes, it is still going. It's twenty years in, and George, who was a regular listener of the podcast, suggested or asked us if if we could do it. Um, I, let's just say I took up that challenge. Uh, I fucked you over. I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm up for doing it, and why I'm up for doing it. There are two reasons, right? Because you're a bloody good fella. It's for charity. Mm. Maybe three reasons, actually. It's for charity. And they've raised over £180 million over the course of 20 years for cancer research projects. Wow. And wow. Which is pretty fucking good, isn't it? Another reason. They have got a lovely football shirt here, as you can see. Made by our friends in, in the in Netherlands, Amsterdam. Copper. Copper, yeah. Again, check out Copper's football shirts. They are brilliant. But they've done one. And this is actually on EA Sports FC. Oh, nice. Uh, Mo FC, it's Mo called. FC, Mo FC. And the third reason, they also, this year, are sponsoring a certain team in southwest London called Hampton and Richmond. Oh, oh so If I can't do it then... Pass the Truman gift. <laughs> Seb's talking about the Beavers again. If I can't do it then... <laughs> Then when can I bloody do it? So can I just say growth. you look you look fantastic. I look. A bit, I rate it. He yeah. looks like a World War Two fighter pilot. 
in in the best way possible. Yeah, dignified. Yeah, yeah and he does, and he acts like one. Who's yeah, that, <laughs> he acts like one who's had six years doing bombing raids. Bomb happy, they call it. <laughs> yeah, I am. But... <laughs> so I can joke about that because my granddad was bomb happy. One of your mates will be doing it. I'm doing it. We'll put a link up. So get involved, really. If you you know, it's 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 fun, isn't it? And yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I, I think, think you look good. It. I would have done it, but I've got to be on this panel uh, next week. And I, yeah. I'll be honest, I think there could be quite a few people there and there's a couple of, there's a couple of important yeah. people on it. And I didn't want to be sat there with a ponytail and a moustache. Yeah. <laughs> in, my, in Miami. Yeah. I may as well just go out and get arrested. Yeah, you're opening yourself up to all yeah, sorts yeah. of trouble, no, there, it, aren't you? Yeah, move, move to the Everglades and start catching pythons. So what does Rebecca think of it? She's not a big fan. She's not? You what? Know. Again, she understands. Ava quite likes it and thinks I look like a sassy German butcher. <laughs> it was Baker before. You've upgraded it to butcher. Uh, yeah, I think, well, okay, yeah, it was it early was this morning. It was 6.50 when I was having another shade this morning. So <laughs> A sassy German baker. Well, I think yeah, it looks yeah. magnificent. And yeah. um, we should say that Tommy Stewart was meant to do it, but he did not want the goose tap to dry up, so he stitched that up, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I had one for 10 years because of Movember. Yeah, yeah. I had one for 10 I've only started, just recently got... When you first, November. when you all first met me, I had a moustache. Yeah. So it's not that interesting if I do it, is it? That's no, not, true. No, no, fair enough. True, yeah. true. But donate, donate, but please. It yeah. also gives us the chance to talk about some mustachioed footballers. Oh. And I'm gonna say my favourite one. My favourite one is definitely Rivellino, 1970s Brazil. Oh, a hell of a mo. Hell of a moustache. Hell of a moustache. Proper, proper. But as a footballer, he's my favourite. But the best one in football is, is going to be a manager. Arta George, the former Portugal manager, it is the thickest and heaviest moustache you will ever, ever see. I always liked um, Vicente del Bosque's. Yeah. It's, yeah. Arta George is like that, but times two. And and Vicente del Bosque's moustache is in one of the greatest gifts of all time, which is the of del Bosque, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where the camera zooms in and he sort of purses his lips and goes... <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it looks so good with the moustache, doesn't so it? Good he looks because the, um, the, ta the tash just lifts up like a does. sort of letterbox. It does. He looks exactly like my uh, my granddad, who I have a tattoo of. Ah. I will find an actual picture of my granddad. That's but... not your granddad. That's Seb. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> List listeners, come on, put it to the camera, Tommy. F Fucking hell! Mister Tommy Stewart, sen uh, Stewart Senior. My Seb tattoo I got a couple yeah. of months before yeah. meeting him. Yeah. Oh, look at that. oh, that's lovely. Semi! There he is, reading Mundial, look! A flat white <laughs> by the side. With a fag and a flat white, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a, that is a lovely tattoo. Didn't mean to, you know. No, it's, it's, it is you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about everyone else? Uh, I don't want to objectify, but as a bisexual man, uh, I'm just going to say Hector Bellerin. I know we spoke about him recently, oh, but yeah, I fancy yeah. the fuck out of him with yeah, his yeah. moustache more so than without. So yeah, yeah, I would say great. that is a good moustache. Yeah, he looks a bit like Mickey Pierce where only falls in horses. Whatever floats your boat. Oh, he's stunning. He stunning. Yeah. I mean, thinking about the Del Bosque gif, I can't go much is... further than that because it's, it's perfectly... I mean, Sunes. Sunes, with the... Sunes in his fucking Galatasaray flag-carrying era. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Just... No, in his, in his running Liverpool's midfield era. Yeah, Herm, yeah, yeah. Herman Tash. Oh, God, yeah. life. Short shorts. Yeah, speedos by the beach in oh, Sampdoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell of a mug. It, it, yeah. it looks in, it looks incredible some, with, there, with the, the curly hair. Yeah, he looks fantastic. There were some good ones in the eighties. I often think a lot of moustaches these days seem to be a bit ironic. Yes, 
Um, whereas, you know, in the 80s, they were they were just a thing. What yeah. footballers would you like to see with a moustache? Because if you remember back to the World That's, Cup last oh, year, there was that a good question. wonderful meme mean. of Roy Keane. Oh, I mean, oh, with I Billy Connolly's hair and moustache on. It's fucking amazing. It looked incredible. <laughs> that. Of similar ilk, because I think it was for that World Cup and FIFA did a load of uh, sort of cards of yeah. players if they would have been playing in the 80s. And there was one of Mbappe. An Mb- oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mbappe looks it. Does it? Sensational. What mode did he have? I can't remember. Yeah, because it would have to be quite a nice... It wouldn't just be this, would it? It was a a thick one. It was a thick one, yeah. It was a thick, thick moustache. Van Dyke could get away with a mo. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Kevin De Bruyne. He might look a bit like you. Oh, De Bruyne would be good, yeah. Yeah, he'd be good, yeah. yeah. Or or McTominay. Someone with, like, lighter hair I like... Yeah, like McTominay yours. would be good, wouldn't he? He'd look World War II fighter pilot he would, as well. Yeah. yeah. Imagine Haaland with a moustache. That's where I was about. Oh. He'd look like a wrestler. Whoa. No, well, no, Haaland, like a thin blonde pencil one. He'd look yeah, like yeah, yeah. he'd look like it was uh, he was out of a western. He would. Oh, he would. Great, yeah. Tell us. Tell mo us. with a mo. Oh, mo he'd look good. Oh, if he just shaved everything off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mo yeah, Salah. He'd look good. Mo with a mo. Yeah, but he would look like the Harry Enfield character. <laughs> <laughs> If you want even better and even bigger, sneak peek behind the curtain. Something else, just that one thing that might push you over the edge to subscribe. Why don't you just subscribe to what, to be fair, and I can't call it any other word than this, the gateway drug that is the weekly newsletter. In that, we put all sorts of mad things. Things that we've watched, things that we wear, things that we've listened to, all sorts. All sorts in that. Discounts, recommendations, random references. Random. Oh, random references. Look, we know your inboxes are full of emails these days. Sneaking another one in there, the weekly Mundial newsletter, isn't the worst thing in the world. It will give you a great insight, more of an insight into what we do at Mundial. And hopefully, hopefully, it will push you towards subscribing to our magazine to get the full Mundial experience. Mundialmag.com or follow the link in the show description. We'll even put it in the show description. Ins and outs, outs and ins. Seb White is on a ban, (gasps) or as he's just reminded me, saying very before every word, and um, also saying celebration police. So Seb's not in today, although it's a shame because he put a couple of belters in here, but tough shit, isn't it, Seb? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did it. And then as I much as I love remember. you, and that was the love I'm issue. I'm in the stands just looking down got while everyone rules. else is having their fun. Smuggled oh. in in a washing oh. basket. Yeah. <laughs> like Manuel. Yeah, big snood on. <laughs> like Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> You've gone to fault football podcast. Mourinho famously did it. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's gone to Faulty Towers. Yeah. Great episode, that. Brilliant. Oh, they're all great episodes. Yeah. Flowery twats is what I call you and your mates. Yeah. <laughs> um, right then. <laughs> Tommy Stewart. The uh, Adidas Peter Saville uh, Manchester United collection. It's Somebody's just... got a freebie. <laughs> yeah. Good gear. Nice it's, stuff. It's really, it's nice, really nice stuff. Uh, Peter Saville, you know, if you don't know, he. You should get to know. He designed a lot of the factory stuff, New Order, Joy Division, etc. A lot of my favourite bands. Who, yes, they are all from Manchester, uh, but it's it's a beautiful collection. Whether you, well, you're not going to buy it if you're not a Man United fan. But whether you like United or not, it is nice, minimal design, nice yeah, colours. Would recommend. The little film they released was very yes, good as well. It was, yeah, very cool. It was. Luke Shaw pressing vinyls. Yeah. Is it in or out? Uh, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah it's in. It's in. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Uh, James Bird. My in this week is instead of screaming into the night sky, James Bird, you are shit when I play a wayward pass, uh, calmly walking over to the ball 
picking it up, bringing it to eye level and just going, I hate you. <laughs> which I did on Tuesday night, yeah. which was much more, more than cath- once. Once much more cathartic than the scream was casually picking the ball up, telling I hated it and moving on. Okay. And did you play better as a result of this? I was playing quite well. I just ran the ball out of play. You need need help, mate. You really do. (laughs) I think we all need help. Um, It's it's in, (laughs) but it's funny. Yeah, I can. I it can so picture it. We all. I mean, you you've all played football with me. I can so picture. You see how annoyed I get myself. It's in. I hate you. It's in. It's in. It's in. Um, I'm having an in this week. Uh, Oh, bulletproof coffee. Yes. (gasps) Say what? I love it. Oh, what's this? My missus told me I should get on it actually because I know. Very little about much apart from um, my job and some things I get interested in and, and facts that stay. But my wife knows a lot about uh, looking after yourself. She was like, oh, you want to get on this bulletproof coffee? And I was like, what's this? She doesn't take it. She was like, well, it's just cough, black coffee. Right. Yeah. But you stick um, butter oh, yeah. and MCT oil in it. You can right. do the cheaper version, which is just coconut oil, but, but whatever. And you oh, yeah. st- stick it in, yeah? Sounds a like bit, a dessert. I have a little bit of honey in it as well. But I'll yes. tell you what it is good for. Okay, yeah, go on. For little for pooping out. Oh bullets. yes, hey, for pooping out bullets, <laughs> expelling bullets from your own. Oh my run. god, <laughs> he's not even participating. He's just got a yellow card. <laughs> I would say it, it, it greases the pipes and keeps gre- you regular. Okay, okay but it MC, does. MCT oil is. Um, yeah, well, I don't know what MCT oil is. Well, you wouldn't, would you? No, no, no. That's, I don't. That's why I'm asking. It's like super um, uh, purely extracted um, coconut oil. Very good for your very very good fats. Oh. Very good. In 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 terms of my, in you know, in in when you fucking don't drink and don't go out, yeah, anymore yeah, because I, you don't drink, you've got to get into something. And I tell you what, it's the opposite of drinking, yeah, because yeah. it's trying to be healthier. On yeah. top it with healthier. Well, we've with, both uh, got into it. I'd like to try. No, I'll try it. It's foundation in Manchester. They they introduced me to it. So a great you, coffee shop. Yeah, I, I just get oh, it so when I'm get out. in the coffee I don't, shop. Yeah, foundation oh. in Manchester. A few places in Manchester have it. Not, it's not a homemade only thing. Oh, on top. No, it's fucking no, no I'll get, I'll, I've got always got some either some Kerry Gold butter in the fridge because that's grass fed, or Yeo Valley also grass fed. If you if you're not at having grass, if you're not having grass fed butter at the Yeo, grow up up the Yeo <laughs> Valley. Yeah, yeah is yeah. it from Yeovil? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, Yeo Valley. Just outside Yeovil, not technically Yeovil, but just outside Yeovil. Well, that's where the name comes from. Wow, in. Yeah. It's all in. Yeah. It's all in. <laughs> it's a big in. Right, move, Get your Yeokens. <laughs> moving on to outs. Tommy Stewart. Yeah, my outs is uh, faceless letting agents or landlords. Boo! Yeah. Boo! Who have been... So I live in a uh, a big you know apartment in Manchester and the lift breaks every, I don't know, every few weeks, every month. The lift engineer just gives it a temporary fix, and he actually said, this is dangerous. I was in it recently. The lift engineer gives it a temporary fix. <laughs> and he said fix. it was dangerous. And all I really want is something that sticks. I've got a broken lift. I've got a broken lift. I've got a broken lift. Yeah, but it is. it was creaking. It was rocking recently. They don't clean the windows. They put the rent up every few months. I know this is common everywhere across yeah. the UK right no, now. No, but no, but you know we've got to fight. Did you no, say? No, did you just cunts. say? Did it? Did the lift was rocking? Did it? The lift was rocking? Did you press the alarm button? They don't clean my windows. Someone else can press the alarm button. Yeah. So fuck faceless letting agents and landlords who, yeah, just fuck people over at will. Do you know what? They're not going out. Because if you get a concept album out of it, which we can all get a credit on, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. they're in. Right. New singles out. Soon. You, 
You're on the bench, right? Sorry. Fucking shut up. I can't help it. It's like, <laughs> oh, dear. It's like Ronaldo when he was injured in the Euros final and he was just like fucking coaching and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And he had a big fucking moth on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Didn't care, did he? Didn't, yeah. It's exactly like that. Mm. It is. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> James. James. Um, <laughs> the cost of bread in restaurants oh, now. Sake. Yeah, if it, if if the bread is made in the restaurant and uh, it's lovely and fresh, and that's the reason that it's expensive, then then fine. I would like to to pay some money for some nice bread. If it's just some bread that you've bought from elsewhere and you're charging loads of money for it, if you, if you know if you go to a Turkish restaurant, you get as much bread as you want. Oh, and, yeah. and see, bre- see. bread bread is part of the cultural the, the sharing aspect of eating the lavash. Yeah, just eat, just just that concept. 100%. In Italy, in France, the bread keeps coming out to the table because you share it as a group of people. Yeah. British restaurants just charging loads of fucking money for yeah, some fucking sourdough. Too right. Well, Fuck just just too this right, morning, yeah. ahead of this record, and Spiritland, we love, we love, we do love, we do <laughs> yes. love recording here. But I ordered poached eggs on toast. <laughs> yeah, one single piece of sourdough, <laughs> two yeah. eggs, eight pound fifty. Yeah. I was waiting just, for this just moment. Do, just do two pieces of bread. I won't be eating breakfast here again. No. I get out of the German gymnasium. Yeah. yeah. Sausage! <laughs> Ronaldo again. Yeah. <laughs> I can help myself. The cost of bread is out. Recorded at the sourdough inflation <laughs> spirit land. <laughs> where we love. We, we do. do. Good we coffees. Do. Good, 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 good coffee. people. Good yeah, coffees. Good, good coffees. Engineers. Good people. Expensive bread. Yeah, I, yeah. I really need a wee. And that's all right. Well, we're not finished yet, James. Oh, so God. <laughs> Oh, no, you know. It's yeah. co- it's coming. <laughs> it's gonna go so slow. Oh Lord, it's coming. <laughs> Please review, rate, share. We love doing this. Please do. It's it's, it's been a fun one today. Hope you agree. If this really has, has been your first time, fantastic. Thank you. We are growing all the time. The listener figures are going up every week, and people are talking to us about it more. Uh, it's a real highlight of our week. We hope it is of yours as well. As ever, DMs are open, uh, apart from James's for some reason. But <laughs> this, this has been reminding you why you love football. And oh. we are Mandal. We've still got an, we've got a new issue coming out soon. I can't keep up anymore. Go to the store, <laughs> subscribe. Uh, James really needs a wee. So, so bad. Super califragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> Even well, the best sound of this is something quite atrocious. Reminding you why you love football is a Mundial and Football co-production. Produced by Tommy Stewart and Seb White, hosted by me, Owen Blackhurst, and recorded on the run. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.